If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful air of Shalom. you. Great to be with you again, to spend some time to look at the Parsha, to see what lessons we can learn, personal lessons, lessons in life, lessons to enable us how to make decisions in order to go forward in life with a sense of purpose and clarity, to understand our mission, to understand our purpose, to understand what, in fact, life is all about, what, in fact, our life is all about, what, in fact, what we have to do in order to fulfill that particular contribution that only we ourselves can do. This is what Torah is all about. Torah is there to teach us. Torah is there to guide us. Torah is there to tell us what makes us unique and what particular, individual, very special contribution we can make and what a special Shabbos this is. Of course, it's the Shabbos of the Shabbos Project. This year, a little bit different than every other year. We won't be in shul. Most of us won't be in shul. But nonetheless, it's bringing the Shabbos Project home, this incredible, incredible effort that was initiated, started by the chief rabbi and has become an international phenomenon throughout the world. I hear from so many people around the world how they eagerly wait for, anticipate this great Shabbos. And this year, of course, it's there with a bit of a difference, bringing it home. And each and every one of you have the opportunity this year to make the Shabbos project so very special within the confines of your own home to make the Shabbos project real, to enjoy the authenticity, the holiness, that which makes Shabbos something special. Shabbos is unique in our lives. Our sages tell us that Shabbos keeps the Jewish people alive. Shabbos keeps the Jewish people uplifted. Shabbos is something which enabled us to survive the thousands of years of difficulty of going through the journey of Jewish history. The journey of Jewish history hasn't been an easy road. It has come with tremendous challenges time and again. Challenges from within, challenges from without, challenges that try to destroy the Jewish people. But Shabbos has been that oasis of comfort, of stillness, of holiness that enables us to see a sense of purpose. Can you imagine life? Life just goes on and on and on and on without a stop. From a Jewish perspective, from a Torah perspective, every seventh day we stop, we consider, we look at life, we look at that which makes life purposeful. How often have I heard during the, during this pandemic, I don't know what day of the week it is. If it wasn't for Shabbos, I wouldn't know what day of the week it is. Shabbos reminds us the quality of time, the purpose of time, the value of time. Yes, one day just melds into the next, but in actual fact, each and every single day has a purpose. Each and every single moment has a quality. And Shabbos comes to remind us that it's important to sit back, to consider the value of each and every single day, the value of each and every single moment. And I'm sure that you've heard from your shul, from your rabbis, the importance of Shabbos, 
and how in actual fact to fulfill this wonderful Shabbos, the Shabbos project of this year in the most incredible way. So I wish you success. I wish you success in every way. Make this Shabbos great. Make it real. Make your home an oasis of holiness, an oasis of authentic Shabbos experience. From the meal, to the prayer, to the exchange, the conversation, whatever it is that you do, studying together, talking together, debating, sharing ideas, enjoying yourselves, make the Shabbos real. And what makes the Shabbos real for all of us is the fact that this Shabbos, once again, each and every single day of the week, we have lived with the great patriarch, Avraham Avinu, our father, Abraham. Abraham, who changed the world, one man who stood up against an idolatrous world, a world that was steeped in the violence of idolatry, unethical behavior, and he stood up and said, there is one God. There is not only one God, but a God who gave humankind a sense of laws, a sense of correct behavior. This is not a jungle. This is not a madhouse. This is not a place where laissez-faire, everybody can do whatever they darn well please. There is a universal law that binds us together. God as creator of heaven and earth is also the master of heaven and earth. He is also the director of heaven and earth. And in order for that world to function correctly, he gave the world a system of laws, of ethical behavior, of moral behavior. And he rebelled against the social standard of the day, which was idolatry. And very soon, he had a huge following, thousands, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who recognized the truth, the beauty in what he said. And each and every single day, the world became a brighter place. And this week, each and every single day, we study another dimension of Avraham's life, a life that was filled with courage, with strength, a life that was filled with tremendous devotion and concern for others, a life of concern for even those who were sinful. When God wanted to destroy the cities of Sodom and the other cities that behaved badly, Avraham stood up and pleaded with God. He challenged God. He argued with God. He told Hashem, you cannot do this. Avraham is the individual who takes tremendous responsibility for the world because he sees within himself a tremendous responsibility for each and every single individual in a non-judgmental sort of way. This is what Abraham is. And each and every single day this week, we have lived with Abraham. And the incredibly open statement of this week's parsha, Vayera Elav, and God appears to him there is a tremendous demonstration of divine revelation. This is the entire Parsha. Vayeda, God appears to him. And this is not a mere statement. This is an incredible demonstration of God telling, well, Avraham, telling each and every one of us that there is a situation when in fact there is divine revelation, a tremendous clarity, a tremendous expression of divine truth and light into the world. 
And as we go through the parsha, we begin to see more and more of what this divine revelation is all about and what we can learn from it. More of that soon. This is the Parsha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the Parsha. We're talking about this incredibly dramatic opening statement, and God appears to him. But we have to pause for a moment and look carefully at the words. And as we look carefully at the words that open the Parsha, we're taken aback for a moment. Because instead of coming across as mentioned, as a truly a dramatic statement, it seems to be anything but. Listen to what the Pesach says. Listen to what the verse says. And God appeared to him. To whom? doesn't mention Abraham's name. It simply refers a love to him. And then it says, Vahu, and he doesn't mention his name. And he is sitting at the entrance to his tent. And then he looks up. Again, doesn't mention his name. He looks up and he sees the three people, the angels disguised as human beings, are standing on the roadway near his tent, etc., etc., etc. We go through a number of passages and the name of Abraham is not mentioned. Yes, of course, we know it's Abraham because we had finished learning last week's portion, last week's Parsha, which ends with talking about Abraham. But can you imagine if we hadn't learned last week's Parsha and we only began at this week's Parsha, we wouldn't know who we're talking about because the identity of Abraham is not mentioned in the opening sentences, the opening verses of the Parsha. And we go through one, we go through a number of verses without referring to Abraham directly. We speak about God. We speak about the revelation of God. We have all sorts of geographic definition where in fact this is taking place. Elone Mamre, the plains of Mamre. In fact, we are told that he's sitting at the entrance to his tent, a very specific point where this is taking place. It tells us precisely what's happening. There are three strangers coming down the road, etc., etc. He runs up to them. He welcomes them. He offers them hospitality. He offers them food. But we still don't know about whom we're talking about, which seems to be extremely strange. This is a pivotal moment. This is a pivotal moment in the life of Abraham. This is a pivotal moment in terms of the narrative, the story of Abraham. And yet, his name is omitted. His name is not mentioned. Why, in fact, does Torah tell us the story in this particular way? And some of the commentaries ask this question. In fact, the Tiyaka tells us that why is this being told in this particular way? Because this revelation from God was actually a visit from God to Abraham. And why did God visit Abraham at this particular moment in time? Because he was fulfilling the mitzvah. God was fulfilling the mitzvah of Bikur Cholim visiting the sick. This was the third day following the Brit Milah, the circumcision of Abraham. And the third day is the critical day of recovery. And this is why Hashem, who fulfills 
the mitzvahs that he actually gives his people to fulfill, he fulfilled the mitzvah of Bikur Cholim, and he came to visit Abraham. But because Abraham was extremely humble, it doesn't mention his name. It simply says, God came to visit Abraham. This is what one of the commentaries points out. To emphasize that over and above the fact that Abraham was a truly great man, pious, righteous, holy, developed, highly intelligent, incredible leadership qualities. Essentially, he was a very humble man. And not only that, but to tell us when you fulfill the mitzvah, because call him any type of mitzvah where you have to extend a sense of giving, of sharing with others, you shouldn't look at the qualities of the individual. doesn't matter who he is. Rich, poor, pious, not so pious. You have to do the mitzvah because you have to do the mitzvah. And this emphasizes the humility of Abraham. Avraham, word Avraham means Av, Hamogayim. He was the father of many nations. In fact, he was given the title of being the leader of the entire world at the time. Av Hamon Gayim. He was the father of the multitude of nations. This is not who God visits. God visits a humble man who was ill. That's one point of view. But still, it boggles the mind. Once, twice, three times, we take a look what's going on over here, and we have to ask the question, why is his name not mentioned? And not only that, why do we make such a fuss about the opening sentence that God appeared to him? In last week's Parsha, a number of times, we come across the fact that God spoke to Abraham, God appeared to Abraham. What happened over here that suddenly God appeared to him as if this is something new, this is something altogether different, that this divine revelation, this expression of divine light and energy was altogether different. It changed the world. It changed the life of Abraham. In order to understand what's happening over here, we have to understand that this Parsha follows on of last week's Parsha. What was last week's Parsha? Last week's Parsha spoke to us about Lech Lecha. And for those who were here last week, you'll remember that I emphasized Lech Lecha was the journey of getting to one's self. It was not a journey from geographic point A to geographic point B. It was not a movement from one point to another point. It was a movement into self. And I explained at the time that the single greatest journey The single most difficult journey is the journey into self, recognizing self, seeing self, and having the courage, having the authentic courage to recognize self, not to fool oneself, not to be overwhelmed with all sorts of other considerations, but to have the strength, the authentic strength, to recognize who and what one is. Lech Lecha was the instruction that God gave Abraham last week. And what happened last week? Last week we read about Abraham going through all sorts of challenges in life. We spoke about it at length. What was all of that? All of that was the journey to Lecha, to the self of Abraham. 
How did last week's Parsha end? The mitzvah of circumcision. At 99 years, Abraham fulfills the mitzvah of bonding with God. After all that he did, transforming the world, creating a huge movement of ethical monotheism, introducing the world to the truth of God, introducing to the world to the falsehood of idolatry, of changing the world, he finally comes to the realization of bonding with God. What was last week's journey all about? Last week's journey was the journey of Abraham coming to recognize who and what he is, essentially himself. And it began at the age of 75, this journey. And at the age of 75, Abraham was a man of tremendous, tremendous achievement. And he begins a new journey into self, and he accomplishes that journey. How does this week begin? Vayera Elov Hashem. Hashem appears to the essence of Abraham. Not his name. Not the external features, and yes, the name sometimes reflects upon the essence. But the name also reflects upon the external dimension of the individual. What the Torah is emphasizing at the opening of this week's Parsha is Vayera Elov. Not the name. Not which defines Abraham on an external sort of level, but Elov to the very essence of who and what he was. Who and what Abraham represents essentially. What is the basic essential makeup of Avraham Avinu, our patriarch Abraham? This is to whom God appears. This is a tremendously new type of revelation. All the other times that God reveals himself, makes his presence felt to Abraham, it's to a certain dimension of his character. But in the opening words of this week's Parsha, Abraham is now being visited to the very essence of his being by God. God says, now I'm coming to talk to you who you really are. A love to you. No name. No external description. No dimension of character. The essence of who and what you are. Because this is what you achieved in your life last week. What is the essence of Avraham? Who is Avraham really? Avraham is pious. Avraham is wise. In fact, according to the Kabbalists we talk about, Avraham is the one who understands the most hidden intellectual dimension of godliness. He is the one who understands the most hidden dimension of wisdom from a spiritual point of view. He is an individual who's Avhamon Goyim, as I mentioned before. He is the master of multitude of nations. He is an individual who has tremendous... What is Avraham all about? If one wanted to describe, what is the essence of Avraham? What did Avraham find when he took the journey into self? What did he find? Avraham, essentially, is the essence of Chesed, he is the essence of kindness, of giving. In actual fact, the quality of essence in the highest spiritual levels, the angels came to God. They said, you no longer need us, you have Abraham. 
And this is why throughout the opening sentences of the entire Parsha, his name is not mentioned. His actions are mentioned. What is he doing? He's offering hospitality. What is he doing? He's sitting at the entrance to his tent. What is he doing? He's looking for passers-by. He's looking for travelers. He's looking for the opportunity of expressing the mitzvah of doing the mitzvah of chesed. This is what Abraham is all about. Abraham is all about chesed. This is the essence of Abraham. And this is why his name is not mentioned. But his actions are mentioned because his actions portray the very essence of his being. And this is why throughout the Parsha, again and again we find this particular dimension, not the character, not a dimension of his character, the essence of his character, the essence of his character is chesed. The chesed of Abraham, the Elav, the very essence of who Avraham is. This is what's being portrayed at the very opening words of the Parsha. More of that soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the essential quality, the essential, well, the very essence of Abraham, the idea of chesed, of kindness. Now, we often think to ourselves that kindness is, well, it's a nice character to possess. We have all sorts of dimensions to our lives. Kindness is one of them. That can be true. But when kindness is your very essence, when kindness is what you're all about, then everything you do, everything that you are, is permeated by this incredible quality. How you look at the world, how you look at everyone else, how you look at every single situation of life, how you look at yourself. Everything around you is determined by chesed, is determined by kindness. Kindness can be a very measured thing. I will extend X amount of concern. I will share X amount of kindness. I will extend X amount of what I'm going to give. Important. Good. That's not who Abraham was. That's not who the patriarch Abraham was. The very essence of his being. Every gesture. Every element of being was determined by the very essence of chesed. And this is why we come to the story of the destruction of Sodom, where God said, enough is enough. This vile and evil city, well, a group of four cities, it's come to an end. The way they behave toward each other, the way they behave to such a degree they can no longer continue to exist, it must be destroyed. What did he do just prior to destroying, having made the decision? And it's not a simple decision. God himself, the ultimate judge, the fair judge, God who judges, the ultimate judge, decides that this place can no longer exist. The horrible, the violent things that they've done. Divine court has decided that Sodom can no longer continue to exist. What does God say? I cannot do this. Having reached this fair judgment, what does God say? I cannot do this thing without first consulting with Abraham. Because Abraham is the essence of kindness. He represents chesed in the world. 
And because he represents chesed in the world, he has the unique responsibility of exercising that chesed. And therefore, because he has the responsibility of being av hamon goyim, he is the master of the multitude of nations. I have to allow him to use his powers of advocacy to somehow argue for these people. And so that famous debate, 50 people, 45 people, 40, however long it takes. But God, in a sense, feels compelled to allow Abraham to use his powers in order to convince God not to destroy Sodom. Because this is what the chesed of Abraham is all about. And as we look throughout the parsha, again and again and again, this is the quality of a love, the very essence of Abraham. And it's important for us to understand that this was not an essential quality that he had for himself. But as a patriarch, as a father of the nation, of the Jewish people, he bequeathed to each and every one of us. Potentially, each and every one of us has the ability of somehow recognizing that incredible element within ourselves. Each and every one of us, naturally, we are people of kindness. This is true. This is something that forms part of the Jewish psyche and personality. But we can go deeper than that. We can somehow link up to the quality of kindness that made the essence of Abraham who and what he was. Takes effort, takes tremendous, tremendous courage. But we have that ability. We have the strength, ultimately, to override any obstacle that won't allow us to exercise kindness in the fullest sense of the word. Now, one were to ask me, what is one of the most important qualities that we have to have in the world today? I would say kindness. Kindness. In fact, years ago, when um, some reporter came to the Rebbe and asked the Rebbe, what message do you have for the world? And the Rebbe said, acts of goodness and kindness. This is what we need. The world is a place of conflict. And conflict is no longer a debate of rational minds. Conflict is no longer a debate of arguments where each one presents a different point of view. There's a rage. There's an anger. There's venom. We have lost the art of recognizing the existence of the other. We have stopped exercising kindness. Yes, of course, we have all sorts of institutions that deal with kindness and with goodness and with this and with that. But overall, there is a culture of strife in the world, of rage in the world. And this is something that we have to battle against. We have to take the quality of Abraham and make it our own. We have to introduce the chesed of Abraham, not as some sort of wonderful expression of niceness, 
but creating an essential culture of goodness and kindness in the world. This is what we have to do. And this is why this Shabbos, when you're celebrating the Shabbos project at home, and you are reading the Parsha, carefully go through the beginning of the Parsha and count how many verses there are at the beginning that don't mention his name at all. And ask the question that I asked earlier on, why is his name not mentioned? Why do we have this dramatic opening? God appears to him and his name is not mentioned because we're talking about his essence. And what's the essence? The story that unfolds. Acts of goodness and kindness, hospitality, sharing with others, absolute strangers, people that he has no connection with whatsoever. Acts of goodness and kindness. So again, a huge yeshikach to our chief rabbi, Rabbi Goldstein, for the wonderful, wonderful project, the Shabbos project here and around the world. Use it and use it well. And the motto of this year, bring it home. Have a Shabbos to remember. Good Shabbos.